But for those of you who don't know what YN360 Momentum, just real quick, um, YN360, we have an area-wide youth group called Momentum. On this trip, we had eight churches represented, uh, youth from eight different churches. And so we serve an area, we have people coming from Sutton, Vermont, and uh, from like an hour away to come meet on Wednesday evenings. And we, we offer adventure camps in the summer. We have 18 girls signed up for an adventure camp. We have 14 boys signed up. Both of our camps are, are full capacity. We can handle 18 girls, but we can't handle 18 boys. <laughs> so so uh, we, Lori's like, please keep it to like 14 boys. Eight, 18 girls, you're not worried about them like killing themselves? But boys, watch this. Okay, so, so we, uh, we do that. We do these, these mission trip opportunities where we go and serve places. This is our third trip. We went to Texas one year. We went to North Carolina. This year it was Georgia. Um, so thank you because the church helped sponsor the kids that were from this church. So you had CJ um, Plumley, You had Sarah and Katie and... Joey and Justin and myself come from this, went from this church. There were 18 people all together, and we met two in Georgia. One is my brother, and there was a guy from uh, Commerce, Georgia, which is about 45 minutes away that was a friend of another guy from up here. So we came together and we served. But um, just a little history of what Shepherd Hill Academy is. So we went down and served at a place called Shepherd Hill Academy. Um, Shepherd Hill Academy is an adjudicated youth program. It's where parents are at their last hope. And they'll go and they actually work with the families and they work with the kids. Um, they have an equine therapy. That's what all the horses were. They do equine therapy. They have counselors. They have an accredited school. And um, they actually build those buildings and they live in the woods year-round. Wood stove, everything. And those buildings had to be torn down because a highway got cut right through their property. Georgia DOT put a highway right through their property so when the bulldozers came through, they could look right down at that camp. So that had been sitting there for a while, so he wanted us to tear that down and then repurpose, like reuse it. So we were taking it down and marking it so it could be rebuilt on a new location, hopefully with new tarps. So um, anyway, so but a little history on Shepherd Hill. My wife and I go back to doing college with the founders of Shepherd's Hill, and uh, in 94, they bought this 60-acre piece of land. It had been the site of a triple homicide. It was a drug dealer's property. So everything was painted green. I guess so they thought maybe the airplanes couldn't see them. I don't know. But a drug deal went bad. There was a triple homicide. And the property was just sitting. And this guy was like, I believe we're gonna, God's going to give us this land for a purpose. And... So they bought that 60 acres on a handshake, and I don't know what, because he was a college student, didn't have a whole lot of money. And over time, they've bought more land, they've moved, and they have just incredible, an incredible history of success because they use Jesus, because their, therapy, their therapeutic program is using biblical principles in Jesus Christ. And... Um, they've seen families transformed. So anyway, that's the organization we went to work for. And um, Trace Embry, the director of the program, uh, said he was blown away by this group. He says he has volunteer groups that come and leave more work 
for him than, than, you know, than help. And when we came, he just, he said, we rivaled some of the best volunteers we've ever had. So the kids did incredible. Um, I want to have, I don't, I don't see Joey. He's on his way. Okay, so I want to give an opportunity um, for, and Marge, you could hit that first slide if you want. But I want to give an opportunity for the students and uh, like, Sarah, who wants to go first? Sarah? Okay, so Sarah, come on up and you can share. And all I'm going to have them do is share like a highlight. Um, I don't know which way is on. There it is. I'm going to have them share a highlight and a takeaway from their trip. So my highlight was probably the first work day. So we were taking down, um, deplanking a bridge because one of the logs had rotted so bad that the boards were actually holding up the log instead of the log holding up the bridge. So we had to take all the boards off the bridge, take the log out, and then put a new log and a new support in, and then put all the boards back on. But in the middle of that, we ran out of, we didn't have the log to put into place, so we had to go join another group that was working on tearing down the tents, so we got to help with that. And I got to throw a lot of stuff, and it was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then my takeaway, the last work day, I, um, the morning before we got up and everything, I woke up and hit my eye into a um, like bolt coming out of my bed. So I wasn't able to actually work at all that day, which really stunk because I really wanted to get to help. But I ended up having to just stay back in our cabin. And my takeaway was partially that God didn't need me to be out there working, which I knew but that there was a purpose in it, and God still wanted me on that trip. And Katie. <laughs> you got to speak up, Katie. So my takeaway, well, first I'll share my um, highlight. I really enjoyed just being able to, like, have that community, like, the whole week, just being able to hang out with all these other people and it was really fun. Um, my takeaway was actually more like a parallel because when you're working and stuff, it's like you've got all this time to really like think about stuff, and I actually used this as a devotional down there, but um, my takeaway was the first work day. Mr. Trace brought us into the woods. He's the guy over Shepherd's Hill Academy, and he showed us the spot that he wanted us to clear out, and he told us, like, this is the area that I want to have cleared out, and so we started clearing it out, but we couldn't see what it was going to look like at the end, but he had plans for it. And I think it's really cool the way um, we don't always see, like, the plans that God has for us in our life, but God has plans for us, and he's going to use us. And also, when we were clearing that site, there were these really small trees that were some of the things we had to get rid of, and they were really easy to get rid of, but, like, there are some things in our lives that if we just don't get rid of them, then they're going to get big. Like, those trees, if we just left them, they'd get, like, giant, and then we'd have to, like, get rid of them, like, with chainsaws and stuff. <laughs> but, um, and it's the same with our lives, like, letting God remove um, the small things before they get big. And 
with um, there's also things in our lives that are like under the ground almost like they're under the surface and other people don't see them but they're there and God wants to get rid of those too and sometimes if we just leave them and we don't get rid of them then they keep on growing underground but God wants to get rid of those too and there are also places in our lives where we don't really want to get rid of things like you saw the um, the video of that vine. It's really cool, and we could, like, swing on it and stuff. But then Mr. Trace told us we had to get rid of it because some kid broke two arms on it, <laughs> one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway. So there are some things in our lives, too, that it's, like, we don't want to get rid of. Like, there are some things that are, like, idols to us. And there are also things, well, places in our lives that we are like so sensitive that we'll like we'll like build up like thorns and stuff and there were some thorns that we had to get rid of that were like like as long as your finger technically <laughs> and they like um Rita which was one of the girls at the mission trip took a shovel through a bunch of them <laughs> she had to like dig underneath the roots and stuff because they were hard to get rid of and they're also um you can't just um you can't do it all so I think it's really cool how um, we have to ask God to help us to get rid of those things. And you can't just, you have to stick with it because just, or somebody just abandoned it, then everything would grow back up again and then it would have to be cleared all over again. So, yeah. I oh, first, whoa, sorry, I forget how loud I am. Um, I want to openly apologize to everybody. My guitar string broke during that first song, and if you're we're wondering why I looked really awkward for the second one, it's because I was embarrassed. Um, but now that that's out of the way, um, this was my first uh, missions trip um, that I was able to help lead. I am a intern, doing an internship with YM360 and with Dave, and it's been really, really awesome and really sweet, um, but gotta be honest with you like leading up to this I was so incredibly nervous like I didn't even I didn't even tell Dave that like I, my heart was beating so fast and like I was just I was so incredibly nervous because I'm like I'm about to like get into these vans drive down to Georgia and help lead this mission trip that I mean like even I don't really know what we were gonna do because Dave you know we like we didn't really even know like what was ahead of us and like what was going to happen you know we we might have been digging we might have been building i i didn't know and just as for that as a leader it was super nerve-wracking to me so i went to bed that night before we left um just like having an extreme headache and just like totally nervous and like totally like at, at not at peace at all and um the lord brought to my mind john 14 uh 26 to 27 but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, remind you of all that I said to you. Peace I leave you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, nor fearful. And um, that's just something that the Lord taught me was just peace. And then like when I woke up that next morning at 3 a.m., 
be able to get going. Um, there was just such peace over over me, and like God was so like, you got this, Justin. It's gonna be okay. You know, you're not gonna like blow it or anything. So I was like, okay, cool, God, I got you. Um, but a highlight for me was really just seeing all of the kids work as hard as they possibly could. Like I have not seen a group of teenagers work as much as they did. And Miss Teresa too. I don't know if she's here today, but she was a workhorse during that week. And it was just so cool to see, um, like wake up every day and eat some pretty weird combinations of food and, um, and grits, man, they were so good. Um, but, and they worked so incredibly hard and there was no, I mean, at least that I didn't hear, maybe they did when they were going to sleep, but like there was no grumbling, there was no complaining. It was just, let's get up and let's work and let's work to the, like the, as hard as we possibly can. And that just touched my heart so much. And I know all the leaders too. So, but yeah, um, that's what I got for you. Hey, Joey, just the time. <laughs> Do you have something you want to share? Like a highlight? No? Okay. All right. Yeah, I, you can go ahead to the next slide. The, um, it was incredible, the, the, the level, like Justin said, there wasn't complaint, there wasn't, there wasn't um, I didn't hear any grumbling. If there was a gap, they would find a place to fill in. So this is, these are just pictures of Shepherd Hill and the equine therapy and graduates. And like I said, they have an incredible success rate. You can go ahead to the next one. All right, so on the way down, it was a long trip. Um, so we, I, I'm going to share um, from 2 Kings 3 because I was camping out in that area for a while and there's a, a spot in that where, the, where Elijah says, don't you know that this is easy in the eyes of the Lord? And as we were getting ready for this, we're three weeks out and I get a call from Enterprise saying, um, I'm calling to let you know we don't have a van for you. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm busy right now. I'm going to call you on Tuesday. Find a van for me. And I just, and I, and I said, I'll, I'll talk to you on Tuesday. So I call the woman back on Tuesday, and she's like, we just don't have a van. I said, well, we rented one in December. You know, how can we not have a van that we secured in December? And she goes, well, we just don't have vans. We're out of vans. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do? I have this many people going, and I need a 12-passenger van and a minivan. And um, she comes back to me and says, well, what if we did two Suburbans? I said, well, they have to be eight-passenger Suburbans, and somebody has to drop out. And somebody, somebody dropped off. They had other commitments. So we, we could make it with two Suburbans. We could just fit with two Suburbans. And then she comes back and says, I got a 15-passenger van for you. And when I went to Sean in Littleton, he said people were begging him for that van. And he's like, no, I can't give you that van. It had 200 and something miles on it. He picked it up from the dealership. It still had like the marks on the window. I had to scrape them off with a razor blade. It was brand new. We only hit two birds with it on the way down. It was one of the high-roofed ones. And at one point, I'm like, oh, look at that. Boom. I'm like, ooh, that left a mark. You know, fortunately, it didn't, didn't leave anything on the van. But, um, but God made a way, and we, we found a van, and we left here, 
We drove all the way to Lynchburg, Virginia. So this is in Lynchburg. On our, we found out a day before the Airbnb we were going to stay at, the pipes blew out. So do you think the enemy didn't want us to take this trip? Okay, so the pipes blew out. I'm on my knees going, God, we're in the middle of COVID. We're in the middle of all this thing. Is there any reason I shouldn't be doing this? Lord, is this, do you really want us to do this? But I felt like, yes, we're supposed to do this trip. And you're thinking worst case scenario, okay, I got 18 people, or actually at this point, 16 people in two vehicles. Oh, Lord, help us. And, um, and you know, praise God, the whole trip was incredible. So we were down, this is at the Airbnb down in, down in Lynchburg. They were just having some fun, playing some stuff. We got to spend time with Jay Breish and Joe Peterson. So those of you who know Joe Peterson, he used to run the Gilman Dam. He met us there. That night, his 19-year-old son came and said, Dad, I'm at the end of my rope. Curled up with him in a recliner and accepted Jesus Christ. So Hunter accepted Jesus Christ. Amen. The next week, when we came back through, we stayed with them again. And Joe ended up, we, every night we do devotions. You can go to the next slide. Uh, every night we do devotions. And it was, uh, he was there. He just was weeping as he was sharing about his son and, uh, and what God was doing. Um, that's my brother, Bobby, next to me there, the, the good-looking guy. Um, we're at my dad's house in Georgia. My dad lived about 25 minutes away from Shepherd Hill Academy. Um, at least that's where his house is. He's in a, a retirement community or assisted living. But um, we went there and did Sunday service. So we got there Saturday night. It was like Jurassic Park, pouring rain, thunder and lightning, tornado warnings. It was like, man, this looks like Jurassic Park. The next day, Sunday, it was beautiful. And we did a church service at my dad's house, got, broke him out of the assisted living to join us. And we grilled there and hung out. And just for the first two days, it was just some R&R &R getting ready for a big push. So I don't know about you guys, but I drove. You know, when you drive two long days like that, at, it's just taking longer to recoup. So I was just like dragging all day Sunday. But Monday we hit it. So you can go ahead to the next one. Um, just, just goofing around in the yard. That's Justin being owned by, by Dylan. But next one. You can go to the next one. Okay, there's a place called Upper Falls. So we just went hiking around and enjoyed some play up by the Upper Falls. Go ahead to the next one. Next one. <laughs> All right, so this was the site, and it, it was just a mess. Like she said, that bridge was about to collapse. You couldn't cross it with anything. And if you walked on it, it was like a movie where it's like, walk on the right side of the bridge. Because if you walked on the left side, you might end up in the, in the, in the uh, they call them creeks there. We call them brooks here, the creeks there. You can go to the next one. Next slide, yeah. So... Um, Yep, so they just got going, and there were three crews. So we had um, this crew. There was a crew working on the bridge. There was a crew tearing down these cabins, and as they were tearing them down, they were marking everything. They were both graduating engineering students from Letourneau College. So the guy in the blue, and there's another, the two guys in the blue, the one down in the right corner on the ladder and the one kneeling down on the bridge, 
they're both Letourneau students in engineering. So they were kind of overseeing this and they were taking down and marking the cabins because they wanted to reconstruct those cabins. All right, you can go to the next one. All right, the snakes. Okay, the first day they found six snakes. Okay, fortunately they were all non-venomous snakes. And my brother was the snake whisperer, and he kept picking them up and carrying them off into the woods and what have you. So the kids are all down working on pulling nails and stuff, and this big six-foot snake falls right onto, and they had all been there earlier, but they'd moved away. My brother said, oh, it would have been a riot if that had landed on a couple of the kids. So <laughs> anyway, you can go to the next one. Um, yeah, just progressing along, end of the day, walking up the hill. You can go to the next one. Uh, as a matter of fact, that golf cart picture was funny because Dylan was on the back and they were climbing a hill. So my brother put CJ on the front to counterbalance it so they'd make it up the hill without doing a wheelie. And I thought it would have been funny if it just launched CJ right over the top. Um, they had a volleyball court that had been put in there. So in the evenings, we'd play volleyball. That was a favorite. Um, and devotions. In the bottom left corner, we'd go out on the deck each night. And the first night, Dylan Demick... Um, He's been with Momentum for years. He accepted Christ, and he wanted to be baptized. Well, he got up in front of the group, because we each, each evening we'd have one of the youth or one of the leaders share a devotion, and after lunch we'd have one of the youth or leaders share a devotion. And Dylan set a precedent. He had actually reached out to Doug Waits, because Doug Waits was his mentor, and he said, Doug, what do I share at my devotion? And Doug said, just be real. Just share your story. And um, Dylan's mom was in a rear-ended in a car accident. She was in bed. At this point, she hadn't been out of her bed for five months. you know. And, and he just started sharing and pouring out his heart about his story, about you know these different things and, and the pains in his life and the idea that he has found Christ and that's brought peace and he wants to be baptized. So And, and he just... His vulnerability and, and genuine just, it just, it set a precedent for the rest of the devotions the rest of the week. So you can go to the next one. Okay, so just, that's more progression. Katie on the right there, that tree frog just kind of jumped onto her head. Um, we were in the site, like I said, we were in, you couldn't see, there were places you couldn't see 15 feet. It was just so thick with briars and what have you. And like she said, he had a vision for that site. There was this quiet little brook with a, or creek with a little waterfall. So it was real therapeutic. And he had a vision for that site. We got there and we spent three days just, or two days just clearing and pulling and pulling weeds and making these big piles of stuff to drag off. And, um, and when we got to the end of it, it's like, wow, this is therapeutic. Um, this is going to be beautiful. So, all right, you can go to the next one. Okay, that Jeep, oh my goodness. He, was, he didn't want us to scratch that Jeep, okay? Um, it, was, it was sketchy, to say the least. But we were, you know, it was amazing the things that he put to use. You know, he just kept running things until they were gone. Um, that's the bridge completed. So now a four-wheeler or a golf cart could go across the bridge. That was the, a picture of the thorns that Katie was talking about. Uh, they were brutal. You didn't want to walk into them. You had to dig under the roots. Okay, go on to the next one. 
Okay, I thought maybe that was it. Okay, so we had this, this dining thing. It was a trailer that was a restaurant at one time that he had bought, and he had moved it to his location, and that's his dining hall. And so we had to be on a time slot because there were all these groups. The girls' group would come through, the, the therapeutic program. They would come through with their counselors, and they would have lunch. And then the guys would come through, and they would have lunch. And then we would come through, and we'd have lunch, and then staff. So you had to be on a scheduled in to, to eat. Um, right now, they're in the middle of a, a major cafeteria project, where it's going to be a multi-use building, like a conference building and, and cafeteria. But Shepherd Hill Academy, I'd encourage you, actually, look up Shepherd Hill Academy and see what they're doing. It's amazing. All right, next slide, please. All right, this is, we're moving that material down to the new site. So we had to carry it, and everybody wanted to see what it was like. And um, my brother said it just gave him, like, what it must have felt like for Christ. He's like, I can't imagine carrying something this big on my shoulders when I've been flogged, when I've been scourged. So um, Katie keeping right up with the guys there. Okay, next one. Okay, that's the site we were clearing down below. Um, next. Okay, so by the end of the week, that's the new platform, which was the material from the old platform rebuilt at the new site. So that is Finn and Miles working on building it down there in the right corner. So Miles, again, Finn is the, um, is the engineering student that just graduated from Letourneau. There's Katie doing a devotion under the pavilion after lunch. But that little brook running through there was just a really sweet little spot. And um, yeah, it was amazing. Okay, next. Yeah, we got dirty. Next. Okay, next. Yes, keep going. Next. Okay, then there was a, we were actually building a temporary site because of the cafeteria. So we were moving the plywood and everything over to a new site. So we also, we don't have pictures of it, but where that level is, by the end of the week, there was another platform framed up there. So basically what we did was we, we framed up, kind of like Legos, we left the base and the youth that are going to live there were the ones that were going to create their new structures. But we, we set them up with the base. We got them started. Okay, next. Okay, that's just more pictures of coming to the end of the week. Next. Okay, and there's Dylan being baptized in the swimming pool, which was just, what an honor um, to do that. And then the last night, we were out on the deck with the, uh, the founders of Shepherd Hill Academy and um, blown away by what, what we had done. It was really, really incredible. He wrote a nice article about us in their newsletter. Next. Okay, and there's the whole team. So um, just what I wanted to share real quick, because I don't want to, I, I know we're going to take communion here. And, um, you know, we saw these things happen. And as a matter of fact, there was one thing I'd failed to mention. We had that first day where we found six snakes. We also had a tree that was probably six to eight inches in diameter. No wind. And it was toward the end of the day came crashing down over the campsite that they were working on. So earlier in the day, all the students were there right in that area working. 
and this tree comes crashing down while they're standing off to the sides, breaks through ribs of the top of the cabin, and part of it rolls off, and one girl, Christina, had to jump out of the way. But the rest, and they just, they were like, wow, what are the chances? No wind, just this tree just decides to fall right into their campsite. So we just saw these different things. We're like, all right, Lord. And then of all the funny things, all the crazy things that Sarah on Wednesday, 1 o'clock in the morning, loses her pillow off the end of her bed, reaches for her pillow, and pokes her eye on a bolt. You know, like, so she ends up, her eyes all, she came and opened her eye and for the rest of the time. But, but it was just like, you know, you'd think you're out there climbing all over stuff, doing all this dangerous stuff, and she gets injured in her bunk bed. So, but, um, but here, here's what, like I said, I, I was camping out on 2 Kings, 2 Kings 3. And um, Dram, uh, King Dram, which was, um, I can't do the role, Dram. Anyway, he was, he was uh, Ahab's son. And the Moabites had rebelled, and they weren't going to give him the sheep, and they weren't going to give him the, the fleeces. And so he's like, hey, Jehoshaphat, they're rebelling against me. Come, and Jehoshaphat does his thing again where he's like, yeah, my, my stuff is your stuff. Let's go. And he goes, by what, what, what route are we going to go attack the Moabites? And Jerome is like, well, we're going to go through the desert. Okay, let's, let's do it. So they, they're marching. They've got all their livestock. They've got thousands of people. And it says they did a roundabout march. I don't know what it is with the children of Israel, but they always do these roundabout things, you know? And so they did this roundabout march, and seven days in, they discovered they had no water. So somebody got fired, okay? Because they discovered they had no water for their animals or their men, and they're seven days into the desert. I don't know about you guys, but th that's, that's impossible. It's an impossible situation. It's doom. You've got thousands of people, you've got livestock, you got, and you have no water. Like I said, somebody got fired. Um, and, and so Jehoshaphat, you know, the, Jerome, his, his thing is, what? God, you let us out here to do this? And, I, and I'm like, did God lead you out there? Or did you say, hey, we're going to go get those Moabites? I don't know if God sent him. I think he just assumed and went. And sometimes we can assume, but God is so merciful, so gracious. So they're out there, and Jehoshaphat goes, is there not someone we can inquire of the Lord? And I love that about Jehoshaphat. He made some boneheaded decisions, but Jehoshaphat was known for inquiring of the Lord. And so I've been encouraging people in these crazy times, inquire of the Lord, inquire of the Lord, because there's a lot of voices coming at us. Inquire of the Lord, because the Lord asks people in the Bible to do things that seem stupid. And sometimes he's asking us to do things that in the eyes of some may look stupid. Inquire of the Lord, inquire of the Lord. So he inquires of the Lord, and he go, they go, well, Elijah, who used to wash the hands of Elijah, he's nearby, so... Jehoshaphat's like, go get him, because he hears from the Lord. So they go get him, and he goes, Jerome, I don't even pay attention to you. Why don't you go to your dad and mom's prophets? Because 
remember Jezebel, they were killing off all the prophets of God, and they had their own prophets that told them what they wanted, right? So he's like, go to your own prophets. He goes, if it wasn't for Jehoshaphat, who I know seeks God, I wouldn't give you the time of day. So, so Elisha has him go get a harp, and he starts, and, he, and he's seeking God, and then he speaks, and he says, tomorrow, without rain, without wind, without any of these things, this valley is going to be full of watering holes. Don't you know that this is easy in the sight of the Lord? And I, I, that's the spot I've been camping out on. What seems impossible to us, this trip, things in life that we face, it's easy in the sight of the Lord. The impossible. He's asking us to do the impossible. We had Marcus Corey. We have different guest speakers come to Momentum. Marcus Corey from Loon Mountain Ministries came and taught two weeks ago, and he was a riot. And he's a pastor down there. And he said, you know, sometimes being a pastor, he goes, you feel like you're a rec director at a senior home. <laughs> you just entertain people, and they're going, entertain me, entertain me. <sighs> you know, come back, Lord. And he's like, man, there's stuff to do, guys. Let's get out there and do it. You know, and last week we had... Johnny from UBC come and share. He's the intern youth pastor over there, and he had a good word for us. But I just want to challenge us as a church. Nick can't do it all. The elders can't do it all. The places that we grow tighter as a church are the places where we get engaged and say, hey, there's a need here. Let's get engaged. Where can we plug in? There's a missions opportunity. Find those holes and fill them like we did on this missions trip. And what seems impossible to you, what seems impossible to me, there's times Lori and I look at the ceiling in our room and go, oh, Lord, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do 18, you know, 18 girls and 14 boys do an adventure camp? How are we going to do what you're calling us to do? We have college groups that are coming to stay with us now. And we're like, we had another call for a college group, and both Lori and I are going, ah. And I was like, wait a minute, God, you're asking us to do, like Gideon, you're coming down in the wine press and going, I got a job for you. And he's looking for us to say, all right, God, I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to believe you for pools in the desert. And God, if we're willing to say yes, he'll amaze us. And Lori and I have been amazed as we've moved forward with this. And I just want to encourage you that in the, whatever you're facing, in the eyes of the Lord, it's easy. He's got it. You know? And I'd like to finish up with just praying. Is, did she leave? I don't see her. Anne, is Anne still here? Oh, there she is. Um, I was talking with Anne, and I asked her if if we could pray for her. Her and Larry have been separated since December because of COVID. They're married 60 years. And he's in the Morrison, and she is out, and he has not been able to get home, and they haven't been able to visit. So they hardly, hardly see each other. So I don't know if there's a group of people who'd be willing to get around Anne and just pray for Anne and Larry for his hand because he has no strength in his arm, and what's impossible for us, 
And what seems impossible, for God, it's, it's not impossible. So, Lord God, I just thank you for this time, and I just pray, Lord, that you would just, um, Lord, help us. Help us to hear your voice and to say yes.